It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Veterans are who we are, what we talk about, who we fight for. This podcast sheds light on real issues facing our veterans. It informs the uninformed, it celebrates their triumphs, and provides hope to those fighting a silent battle. This is Upholding Valor. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jill Atwood, Director of Communications for the VA Salt Lake City Healthcare System and your host for Upholding Valor. And I am always astounded by the resources available to veterans through VA. I've worked here a really long time. I'm still learning stuff. We do talk about a lot of hard stuff on this podcast, but we also celebrate a lot of victories. Veterans, please know if there is something you want to accomplish on your way to being a better you, VA, we can help you get there. So I want to introduce a couple cool people here. We've got Dr. Karen Stenyum, who is the director of our metabolic and obesity clinic here at the VA Salt Lake City Healthcare System. And then we have Panama. That's it. He's that cool. His name is just Panama, and he's an Air Force veteran. And I can't wait to hear from you and your and your story as it pertains to Karen. But Karen, I'm going to start with you because I just said it. I'm still learning new things, and I've been here a long time. Please talk to me about your, your clinic, the Met- Metabolic and Obesity Clinic, what it's about, and how you can impact veterans. Sure. Great to be here. So we all know that obesity is a, a big problem uh, for many people, and really many veterans uh, struggle with obesity. And for a long time at the VA, we had kind of a one-size-fits-all approach where we predominantly focused on nutrition and exercise counseling to help vets with obesity and yeah. kind of put forth the mantra of eat less, exercise more, and the weight will come off. And what we know is that's not really always uh, that helpful um, to help our veterans lose weight. And so what we've developed is a multidisciplinary clinic where we have people from a variety of specialties um, come together and help our veterans lose weight. So. We have endocrinologists, liver doctors, primary care doctors, but we also have dietitians and mental health providers come together and really help people get to the root of the issue and why they're struggling to lose weight. So in addition to just saying, hey, we need to do diet and exercise, we also talk about, well, maybe we need to uh, address some habits you have, or maybe we need to address kind of some mental health concerns, Um, or maybe we need to address your lifestyle and maybe you're you know, a mom of three kids and your life is different than somebody who drives a truck cross country and we need to individualize our needs. It is. I'm so glad you said that. For anyone trying to lose weight, it is frustrating because you do hear the same old thing. Exactly. Eat less and exercise or eat healthy or or whatever it is. But there has to be for some, that, that works for some, but it doesn't work for everyone, especially as we age. And I, I would assume a lot of it is is medical things going on with your body you hear it all the time it's in your genes or whatever it is so it sounds like you look at all of that 
Exactly. So we look at medical factors contributing to your weight, medications, medical conditions, but we also look at psychosocial factors. So what in your life is help is causing you to gain weight? Hmm. That's interesting. Tell me more about that. What does that look like? Well, so, you know, everybody's life is different and so we can't use a one size fits all approach. So some people, you know, your your issue the issue might be that you emotionally eat or when you're having a bad day you eat. For some people, you you might eat culturally and in your culture we don't eat as healthy of foods and so we try and look at that and incorporate that in a way that makes it sustainable for you so you know we're not trying to tell anyone no you can mm-hmm. never eat these foods that are important to you or that are important to your culture ever again we're trying to say hey we want to keep you healthy for your whole life. What does healthy living for your whole life look like? And how do you eat in, in accordance with that? So it's balance. It's balance. Okay, so talk to me about Panama. I'm getting to you. I no, promise. Okay. <laughs> um, talk to me about his journey and, and, and how and when you first met him and, and the goals associated there. So Panama has been with our clinic almost from the very beginning. We were actually talking about that on the way over. So our clinic's only two two years old. Okay, that's why I haven't heard about it. Now I feel better. Yep. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's brand new. It was started as a pilot and has been uh, kind of a wild success. So uh, yeah. we're growing rapidly. But so Panama was one of our very first patients, and he had been working on weight loss with another weight loss center before he came to us. And one thing about Panama you'll notice is he is the most positive person and willing to try anything. So he's been a little bit of a guinea pig for us as we've, we've, this clinic has grown and changed, especially through the COVID pandemic. Sure. We've been virtual for a while. Um, and Panama has stuck with us through it all and really stuck through, struck with us through his own trials and tribulations with weight loss. Do you want to kind of pick up from there, Panama? Sure. What, is, what um, does she mean by that? Tell me, well, talk to I me a little bit clinic, about your journey. I was almost 300 pounds. 300 pounds is basically my mental line of I don't want to cross it ever. So I was at 285, 290 pounds at the time. And I was like, I'm going to the VA to get surgery. That was my okay. That was my goal, to get gastric bypass surgery or any kind of surgery, suck the fat out, whatever. Just get me done and I'll be done and sure. move on my way. Um, so then that's when I when I met Karen and then she said, well, do you want surgery? Because these are the risks involved with that. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> what else but is help there? Me. What, yeah, help, help me, me somehow, you yeah. know. And um, we started with medication, which I didn't do well at because of work stress and mm-hmm portion control and all that you know exercise stuff and then we did um we done counseling i did the cooking class i did the uh, health coach i did there was another one that i I can't remember all of them but anyway there's a whole bunch of clinics that i went to you were engaged i was desperate (laughs) yeah yeah no i like it and um as we continue on the um, the medication didn't work so much. And you, know, you were saying at the beginning that we always talk about, you know, exercise and portion control. And to me, that sounds like, hey, portion control. This food is going to suck, but it's <laughs> going to be bland and you're going to be skinnier. And then you're going to go to the gym and die. That's basically <laughs> what it translated to me in my head. You know Gotcha. What I mean? And I, I'm sure a lot of people feel the same and way. And I'm thinking, okay, so that means no more ice cream, no more cookies, no more, you know. Sure. And um, Dr. Steham was saying that. Um, we'll meet you where you are. So I said, okay, let's take whatever you got, I'll take, because right now, obviously what I'm doing is not working. 
So what did ultimately work for you? So I, through talking, one of them was my life stressors. So that helped me a lot to like, I'm not very much of a talker as far as like therapy. Like I don't like telling my people my business. Mm -hmm. And they were like, it was more of the questions that I could take home and think about this stuff. They were like, well, do you consider this? You consider this? You consider this? And then I, on my own time, I could mull through those. As far as the food concern, I switched it around a little bit. When they said portion control, they I said low calorie. So I lower all my calories across the, all my sodas. My I, I'm like I'm not worried if I'm drinking you know aspartame or sugar packets. <laughs> or I just want the calorie to be as sure. low as possible sure. because that makes my food bigger. Yes. So now I can eat big foods and then follow the program as far as. Intuitive eating. I, you know, I did keto. I did South Beach. I did um, twenty-four hour you diet. Sound like me. <laughs> I did all those diets, and as and as I went through all those diets, I was always hungry. Sure. And by lowering my calorie count on the, I I eat more now, and I'm not hungry, which allows me to listen better to what I need to do. So it sounds like you're. You've cut out some key things, but you're also pretty much able to eat what you want, but in moderation. You're not limiting yourself to those bland foods that we talked right. about. So, like, I spent I spend way too much money. I went to Walmart and bought all the sauces that I could find that were low-calorie. And I spent a good amount of money, put them all on my table, and I literally went, taste, nope, throw. Taste, nope, throw. Taste, good. We'll stick with that one. Right. And I went through... 50 or 60 of them because you gotta like she was saying you have to find something that works for you it doesn't sure. work for everybody but as I got my list of sauces and list of sodas that alone lost 10 pounds right there and I haven't even worked out yet I had surgery in the middle of the whole process that we're, that we're speaking about and then I went to the food sure. so my tortillas went from 210 calories to 50 my meats went from Smoked meats, you know, ribs. I still have those, but not as often. To more like chicken and more lean kind of meats. Sure. I don't eat fish, so I take supplements for that. And just kind of, you know, tailor it little by little. It wasn't an overnight, you know, success kind of thing. Sure. It literally took me, what, nine months, almost almost ten months now. And Dr. Stenium, these are really minor adjustments that probably a lot of people fall into Panama's um, situation. We're all doing that type of thing. And if we just took a good, long, hard look at what we're consuming each day, uh, we could make those changes. Absolutely. And I think what, what Panama um, has done really well is, one, he's stuck with it. So it was not the first thing we tried with Panama that made him lose weight you know he's been working with us for two years now and and has started to really see results so I think that's the one thing is he's never given up which is really impressive and two he's really taken the idea of counting calories to heart and that's I think always at the key and at the foundation of weight loss you are not aware of how much is in foods until you really look and I know that from personal experience I I too have 
you know, made some recent lifestyle changes. Same thing, Panama. So I'm super proud of you. And it's all just about taking a, a, a look so at what you're actually eating. You can't change I, what you don't know. Right, exactly. One thing I would add to the calorie count is that I noticed that if I count the calories by packet, I'm off. But if I weigh it, then I'm yes. on track. So ounces of the meat. The downside of right. being at the metabolic clinic, in my opinion, is that you have to cook a little bit yeah. and you have to weigh a little bit. The upside, however, all my medications are half. My weight have gone nice. down. I can like move around, tie my shoes, pick up stuff, work in the yard without pain. And I have gained like maybe three or four hours more of, of movement a day. Wow. That In a regular day. Now, I'm not talking even workout. Just in a regular day when I'm at work and I'm like, oh, three o'clock is coming. I'm exhausted. I'm going to, you know, I need my coffee or I need my, my Mountain Dew or whatever. I can go through those periods now and I don't need anything extra. I have enough energy to, like, make it through the day. Now, I'll be starting work. I just started workout on Friday, so... We'll see how far I can push this. But so nice. far, without any exercise, just going to the clinic and counting and weighing my food and just kind of paying a little bit more attention, it's been making progress slowly but surely. And it sounds like you're setting new goals, which One, is cool. That's the thing on the goals because, like, I used to set goals for, like, okay, in three months I'm going to lose 30 pounds and then I'm going to go to this activity or the summer is coming right. and I'm going to lose. Now I'm like, my goals are set by the year. So I'm like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by 20. My first goal was 20 pounds by next year. And I lost 20 pounds in like seven months. So right now I set up another 20 pounds for next year. So. Well, someone once told me, and it has always stuck with me, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. And it sounds like you're cooking and looking yeah. ahead and setting goals, and that's why you've been successful. Um, Karen, I want to talk to you a little bit um, before we finish up with Panama um, on how folks can get involved and sort of the first steps. And then maybe some of the, what do we mean by mental stressors and, and how it's related to food consumption and health? Absolutely. So veterans can get involved by being referred through their primary care physician. And so, you know, their, your primary care physician will make sure that it's a right fit for you, and then they'll send you to our clinic. Um, we then have kind of an info session where we tell you what our clinic is about and what we can offer. Um, and then if if you've you know learned about our clinic, think it's a good fit for you, then you can call and schedule your appointment. So it starts with your primary care doctor putting in a referral. Okay. Do you think all our primary care doctors know about your clinic? They they all should. The word out. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. They should all know because I can help clinic. with that. Perfect. Okay. No, I think they do. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, sorry, what was your other Just question? the mental stressors. We've talked about a little bit. I know Panama experienced some and how that's related to, to eating and, and what folks can do about that. Sure. So, you know, food is kind of our first comfort. If you think about a little baby, right, what is the first thing you do when they cry? You pick them up and you give them a bottle, right? Sure. And so it, it remains our comfort through all of life. So we do, you know, use food as a comfort. And so when we have times of stress in our life, we often turn to food as a comfort. Now, everybody does it to different degrees, but, you know, it is certainly a can, you know, serve a role in that in our life. Um, and so, you know, the big thing that we see is that when life gets stressful, we fall off the bandwagon with our diets and with, with our, you know, 
activities of health. We stop exercising, we start eating more fast food, we don't take the time to plan like Panama was referencing. And so it's really kind of the first thing to go to quickly when life gets stressful. That's, you know, part of the reason we think that everybody talks about the COVID-19 that they've gained in the last 18 months, right? We're stressed, so we eat. Um, So things you can do is A, know that about yourself and know that when you're stressed, you try and eat, Uh, you tend to eat more. And then B is plan for it. So make sure that, you know, you say, hey, I'm stressed. I should have, you know, ready-made healthy food in the freezer. Or and I not should... Doritos in Ex- the pantry. Exactly. A yeah. lot of it is shopping appropriately. Um, and they've done so much in the, you know, the pandemic has really moved us forward in that kind of grocery delivery and grocery pickup that makes it easier to make better choices. Um, and so we really hope that our veterans choose those healthier choices before they even get into their home and prepare some for the times of stress. That's great advice for everyone. Absolutely. It really is. The other part of it is having a little bit of empathy with yourself. You know, this is, we always talk about in our clinic, the lifelong journey to health, right? We want to be healthy for our whole life, not just tomorrow, not just for the wedding that's coming up. And so, you know, we do well for a while and then we kind of stumble for a while and that's okay. We have to allow that for ourselves. The important part is that after we stumble, we just get back on and and work on our health again and then pick it back up. And I think Panama has done the best with that ever. I think Early in, in our um, time together, you told us that you had to learn how to sway in the rain. Can you explain <laughs> that? <laughs> so I, um, this is a saying that my wife got from the internet, but basically means that when you are rigid, if you're a tree, for example, and a hurricane or a monsoon comes over, you're going to get uprooted and tossed around and, you know, life in general. But if you're a blade of grass... And a monsoon, you just kind of sway in the rain. And you need to, you know, we're constantly in the rain. You know, we're stressed out about the news. We're stressed out about our kids, our food, our families, blah, blah, blah. It's so true. But if you are learned to sway in the rain, you can enjoy the monsoon while it's going on and continue in your track and stay rooted. Oh, my gosh. Sway in the rain is our theme for this entire (laughs) podcast. I love it. So how are you feeling? I am feeling fantastic. I am like... For the first time in my life, I'm excited to go back to the gym. So I started with Zumba class, which I went to on Friday, and I was like, <gasps> but I did not hurt. Like, I, li- you know, I had back surgery, shoulder, blah, 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 all this stuff from the military. And I was able to go to class, come home, and continue my day without pain. And for me, those things are priceless i mean health is number one and 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 dr stenian thank you to you and your staff they have done magnificent as far as i'm concerned and i was resistant i was just like give me my pill and i want to go home and they you know they you stuck with me too and i have my fails and my and and my you know brown days and my binging days and things like that but they're like nope it's okay that she did say that be kind to yourself and stop you know beating yourself over just keep going and keep going and little by little we're making a lot of progress and right now i'm i'm truly like static because i think it's gonna be really good once i get back to the gym and recover from surgery it should be because i dial my 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 eating habits so well now that i i think well you know not perfect but like the other day, I did a bench, right? So and usually I could eat, in an average, I eat like five to ten thousand calories a day, and I lower all my calories to it. So I 
2,000 calories a day. And then I had a bench, which means I ate like five ice cream bars. And the whole thing was like 300 calories. So I can recover easier from that bench than I can from a pizza box of wine and, you know, some Doritos. Well, I can tell you this is the first time I've ever met you, and I don't know you from before, but I think you look great. And I don't know how to sum this podcast up any better than you just did. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And Dr. Karen Stenyum, thank you so much. And the clinic, again, is um, the Metabolic and Obesity Clinic here at VA. I'm telling you, there's something for, for everyone. Just reach out. Thanks, you guys, for being here. I really appreciate it. And thanks for joining us today for Upholding Valor. Stay safe, take care of each other, and be kind. This is Jill Atwood. I'm a VA employee, Army veteran, and veteran of Desert Storm. This is personal to me. There is no greater mission than to serve and fight for those who fought for us. Thanks for listening, and thanks for caring. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe or rate us, or better yet, tell a vet and tell a friend to tune in by texting veterans to 57500 or go to kslpodcast.com slash veterans. VA is honored to serve you. We'll talk to you next time.